This is the Seven Figure Agency Podcast. Discover the strategies and techniques to grow a highly successful and profitable digital marketing agency with your host, Josh Nelson. I'm super excited. We're doing something a little bit different today. As you can see, I've got Alex with me. We're at our Miami studio here at my home office. And I'm really excited because we're interviewing highly successful digital marketing agencies from across the country on how they've grown and scaled their agencies. Um, and Alexi, Alex, um, has built a multiple seven-figure agency over the last several years, focusing on the wellness clinics across the country, across the globe. Um, and I'm really excited to kind of unpack his story, what he's doing to, to land clients with world-class results, retain the clients that he has, and scale his team and his operation. So without further ado, Alexi, Alex, thanks so much for being here. Very good to be here. Thank you. So for the sake of our listeners, tell us a little bit about your, your kind of your backstory. We know you're at Seven Figures now and you're crushing it in, with wellness, but kind of how did you get involved in, in digital marketing in the agency space to begin with? So back in 2004, I got across a book. It's interesting how everything starts with a book. The book, book name is The Anti-Aging Revolution, written by Dr. Klotz, the founder of American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. In that book, he was talking about the paradigm shift of medicine that was driven by baby boomers. I mean, a lot of things have been driven by baby boomers. One of them is that. So what happened is baby boomers, as they got older, one thing they wanted more out of anything else is health, being healthy and live longer. So I was looking at a paradigm shift and I thought to myself, if I can only take a little portion of it, if I can only jump on that wagon, then I'll be set for life. So I started looking into uh, this whole concept of anti-aging and how people stay, uh, live longer. And I joined a network marketing company that was selling uh, supplements and some anti-aging products. And I decided, you know what? If I can only help many people to be healthier and live longer, then that will be my way to take a little bit of that paradigm shift. So I joined another marketing company. Um, there, was a, there was a hurricane here in Miami and we were stuck in the home for a week. So I went online, I built a website, I did some optimization, I put some powerful backlinks to it. And I got ranked on Google uh, number one and they started selling products. And I felt that amazing success, like I'm helping people. They buying my products all over the country and I felt really good about it. And that to me was amazing. And then, a phone call came in. I had a phone call from a legal department of that network marketing company telling me that, Alex, you can't do that. You can't be above us. You, your website doesn't look like our brand. Uh, you have to take it down or we're going to cancel your distributorship. I'm like, man, I mean, is that not my problem? You guys don't know how to market. Maybe you should hire me. So at the end of the story, I had to shut down the website. My dream was went down the pipe and um, I had to pack things up, move to Fort Lauderdale. And I took a job at, very interesting story, I took a job at a medical training company. The company that trains physicians on how to perform anti-aging treatments. So it's a seminar company, and my job was to make sure that I can get as many doctors as possible to that, uh, those events to learn how to perform anti-aging procedures. Back then, I got an idea, which I presented to my boss saying, look, we got all those doctors. They have access to so many people. Why don't we help them to get more patients? Because that's the only thing they want after they learn the procedure. 
And that was kind of my, I, my, my way to get back into helping indirectly more people get introduced to anti-aging medicine and stay longer and be healthier. So I, I approved my idea and that was my first attempt to build a marketing company within educational company while he was financing all of that. Within a year and a half, we had a successful marketing agency within a company. We had over 300 medical doctors as our customers. We had an internal marketing team. We had some external Venezuelan team doing some stuff there. And that was my first kind of way of knowing how to build a company. It was all successful. Um, I was making phone calls. I was convincing doctors to come in to uh, let us do the marketing. I was managing the team. I was doing all of that and realized one day, you know what, if I can put all that effort into my own thing, then I can be just as successful probably more than what I'm doing for that guy. So um, I resigned, I went home and I started building my own company. And so that's a long story of how I got into anti-aging. It was a desire to jump on the wagon of this paradigm shift. Um, and I, was, I had a passion for markets and I had a passion for anti-aging medicine. And that's how it all started. Excellent. So you kind of you proved your, your success working at this other company, decided I can do this on my own. Uh, tell us a little bit about that journey and kind of did you decide right out of the gate you were going to work with wellness clinics or kind of tell us about that journey to actually getting some clientele. So that's where I started. I started helping every doctor under the sun, whatever. It doesn't matter what their specialty is. I was helping them go from an insurance base to a cash pay because that was a paradigm shift going from the sickness business to a wellness business. The, the road was not all straight and successful. Uh, in 2014, um, I got married, my son was born, and the revenue I was generating with my little, little agency was not enough. So I had to take a job while I was still maintaining agency on the side. And again, very interesting because I was focused on just that dream, I took a job at a medical practice, a wellness clinic in Aventura, they were specializing in helping people get those medical procedures. For four and a half years, I was driving medical department, build a company from um, where they were to a much higher level. And in 2018, I decided to step out and go full speed on my, my own. And that was very interesting because that's when I first heard of the seven-figure agency. I got an e I got Facebook ad, you know, this, this event, you can, a roadmap event, you can learn how to build an agency. I saw that you're here in Miami, I went, okay, it's just close by, and I went to the event. I went to the event, I was sitting, learning everything, I'm like, you know what, I can do it all myself. <laughs> so I took the book, I went home, I put it on the table, and I hit the, round, the ground. Six months later, I got an email from the judge saying, hey Alex, uh, we're doing the event, would you like to attend? I'm looking back in the, the, the booklet that I put on the table six months ago, it was in exactly the same spot. I didn't even open it. I realized, you know what? I can't do it on my own because once I got to my office, the life happened, the business happened. There was no way, nothing happened in six months. I felt a little bit discouraged, like, man, I already, I already went there, I already been at the event. Like, can, I can I really go there? So I emailed to you and I said, hey, look, I've already been at the event. Can I come again? You're like, yeah, of course, come in. So I came one more time, but this time I came with the intention to actually sign up. I didn't want to listen, I, I already seen it all, I know it's a good place, but I needed help, I needed the support. So I joined a seven-figure agency, it was one month before COVID hit. Mm. So I, I came in, I, rem I, re I remember like, 
like like yesterday, I was sitting in the car. We had our onboarding phone call, mm -hmm. and you asked me that one question, Alex. Where are you now? And I'm like, man, I'm like in the so bottom. Like I'm at seventeen thousand dollars a month. I'm barely making. I'm in the very very bottom. And you said, you know what? The good place is you're here now. Let's go up. And next month, COVID hit. Personally, it was devastating until I saw your message on the Facebook and said, guys, time to pivot. Mm. Well, pivot what? <laughs> so I joined the webinar and you start talking about how, hey, we need to adjust things. We need to, we need to adjust to all the conditions. So my confidence went back up again. Like, okay, so I'm not alone. Um, there's a vision there. There's other agencies who also go through the same thing. And I spent um, the first six months to Deciding, deciding what my niche is going to be, what am I going to focus on. So at that time, I had two niches at the same time in my head. Mm. Men's health, wellness clinics. What do I do? Do I take one or the other? And the mentor told me, Alex, go with both. Let's start. So I started with both and through trials and errors, within probably one month with was discussing with mentors who realized, you know what, Alex, if you do just men's health, you're going to be limited. If you do wellness, you're much more broader. It's still very niche. And I stuck to that. And I'm really, really happy that I really stuck to that because three months later, I realized that the men's health died out. Mm. It's just a change of the economy of consumer behavior that changed. So good thing I selected medical wellness. And that's exactly what my passion is, to help men and women um, live longer and be healthier. So that's how I selected that particular niche. Love it. So good backstory, kind of on like this this journey. Um, you know, now you're running a great seven, multiple seven figure agency. It wasn't easy out of the gate. You kind of worked through it. You came to the roadmap live twice, which was awesome that you came twice. And then you said, "All right, let's let's get the extra support that we need." Um, tell us a little bit about what like, what the service offering looks like. So when you sign up a, a wellness clinic today, what's the packaging look like? What is it that they're getting? So in the very very beginning, because this. This whole thing with offering services changed over time. In the very beginning, I'm like, let's do SEO. Now I know everybody does SEO. So we're looking at the whole uh, operations of the clinic. What's your marketing is like? What is your nurturing is like? What is your sales is like? What is your retention is like? Because we want to optimize the entire journey. Because if I can just give you leads and there is no sales, that diminishes what I do. So our, our marketing services surround goes around all the whole process. From the marketing perspective and the lead generation, we utilize in Google Ads, Facebook Ads, SEO, and GMB. We do that. Then we have a CRM that we build for our clients where the leads go in, and our account managers are overseeing every day how they manage leads, and we build a structure there to help uh, nurture those leads and chase those leads. From there, we're educating them, and I think that's where the biggest help came from us to our clients, with helping educate their staff on how to sell. Because yeah, it's a good thing to get leads, they come in the system, what happens after that? So by helping them to uh, properly answer phone calls, uh, nurture leads, chase leads, uh, contacting them, and book an appointment, have a, have a mindset of, uh, hey, I'm here to book an appointment, not just to have a conversation, I'm here to build a relationship. That would help them a lot to improve our efforts and also improve their bottom line. So we oversee, if once we see they don't do, manage leads very well, we call them. Let's schedule training session, let's train you again. I don't care if I have to train them every single month, um, as long as that helps to success. 
I love it. I think it's really smart insight, guys. I know a lot of us as digital marketing agencies, we want to do the website or do the SEO or do the pay-per-click. But the most advanced agencies, the one that the ones that grow quickly and that have an amazing stick rate with their clients, aren't just doing SEO. They're thinking, how do we help grow this client? How do we help grow their practice? How do we help grow their their service offering? Um, I think you built that into your into your program. Where it's not just generating the leads. How do we convert the lead into a sale? How do we look at the full buying journey? How do we turn the one-time customer into a repeat customer? And then how do we train the, the company themselves to be better at converting those leads and, and optimizing their opportunities? Um, amazing. Can you talk a little bit about like what your what your service offering costs? Like what are you charging clients for these? Even just a range would be helpful. So on the very, very minimum, we don't take a client at less than $5,000 a month on agency fees. Wow. Okay. And we require them to have uh, an additional budget for advertising. It could be anywhere from 3000 to 20000 We start mm. them with 3000 and we tell them right from the front, this is just a start. We expect you to grow. We expect you to hustle. We expect you to scale. So we start with three, then next month it's five, then it's a seven. And we're optimizing their campaigns based on what they convert. On the monthly phone calls, for example, we, talk, we, we review the numbers. Hey, we spend uh, $2,000 to, to get your patient for hormone therapy, for example, for that procedure. What did you generate with that at the end of the month? And if we see that they generate more to cover their expense, then we tell them, hey, why don't we scale that up? What about this campaign, for example, for Botox? Did that generate your revenue? We spent $1,700. What happened in the back end? If they say, well, we only generated 1000 then you know what? Cut it down. Let's bring a new campaign. So we're constantly optimizing months after months after months. Plus, it changes with the seasonality. Summer, winter, we have a slow season, so we adjust to another time. But that's our process. So $5,000 on the minimum kind of goes up from there, plus ad spend, of course. And I think a lot of, a lot of you guys listening to this, you, in your mind, you think the most a client's going to pay is $1,000 per month or $2,000 per month. Um, and wellness clinics, I mean, how large are these clinics that you're dealing with? They're not like $100 million organizations. So they could be a very brand new one, just started now, or it could be uh, the one that's been in business for a long time. Now, of course, we'd love to take clients who've been in business for a long time. But if we get a new one and they're ambitious, they're business people, they want to go fast, they have the money to spend, they have a business mind, we'll take them. But everything we tell them up front, be ready, spend money. Because marketing is like a priming pump, priming the water pump. Mm. You gotta put a lot of efforts in the very beginning, so that's where your money's gonna come in. But after, after one year, I would say 16 months, your momentum is strong, you have a large database of patients who are coming back, it'll be less money to spend than we did in the very, very beginning. Love it. So I think I want to challenge you guys as you're thinking about your program and your pricing. Two things he said that you can probably apply to your agency. Number one, could you be broader with your service and kind of take yourself out of just the funnel corner or out of just the pay-per-click ads funnel uh, corner and say, like, how do we actually grow their business? Uh, and then maybe charge a little bit more, right, if you're having a big impact. So about charging for services. What I've learned by listening to uh, different members of how they run the agencies that if you don't charge enough to provide a good service, to really do strong lead generation, to be there for them, then you're just doing a disservice to them. Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. So to me, $5,000, it's enough. I can, put, I can do all kinds of things. And I tell my clients on front, look, I'm not going to be just doing white label, no, white head essay offer you. I'm not that guy. I'm going to be up front to you. I'm going to do whatever it takes. If I have to do a little gray, I do that. 
I'll do whatever it takes. If you have a problem with that, you let me know right now, we may not be a good fit. I never heard a client saying, no, all you know what, do whatever it takes. You're the professional. I trust you do the right thing to get me what I need. So I noticed if I charge good amount, now I have money to do more things. I can uh, get more training from my team. I can get more vendors coming to do something extra above what everybody doing already. I can generate more content. I can try Bing ads. I can try different things because I have the resources. Love that. So if you're undercharging your client, you're actually doing them a disservice because you don't have the financial bandwidth to do the extra things that are going to move the needle for the client. Amazing breakdown. If you have questions on that, post it in the comments on like how we structure the program and what the deliverables are. Uh, I want to shift gears a little bit. So you know, you're going after these wellness clinics. That's a tough niche because very hard to get their attention. Like you're not going to cold call, I don't think, into wellness clinics and say, hey, I can help you grow. Let's talk a little bit about what client acquisition looks like for you and how you land these clinics. So when I first decided, okay, this is a niche I'm going to go after, I did cold outreach because I needed to engage myself with them. I needed to talk to as many as possible to get some feedback, to get the, the language they're using. Well, I did know the language anyway because I worked at one of the clinics for four and a half years. But I wanted to get up-to-date information because we were in the COVID time. It was a different mindset. So I did cold outreach. I did a Dream 100 strategy. Hmm. We, I, there is no category in the wellness clinics. You can't just buy the buy list. a list of wellness clinics. It doesn't exist. So we had to hire people in India to scrape Google for specific keywords of the clinic. Then they had to go verify each each website, make sure that they had services that we want to promote for them, that they're offering those anti-aging services that I want to focus on, that they had a good number size of the clinic, and we narrowed down to 100. And that's it, and I just stopped making phone calls. I did it myself in the very beginning, uh, recorded the video, sent them a video saying, hey, I reviewed your website, this is what I think is missing, this is what I can help you with, uh, let me know if you're interested. That's it, and that's how I landed my first five, six clients, and that's how I got started. As I was moving on, I advanced my strategy. Now we have Google Ads, we have LinkedIn Ads right now, which we're experimenting with. But my biggest success came from JV. Mm. And it was really interesting because um, it's, it's a franchise in anti-aging space. That's what makes me even more committed to help them. Mm. Um, what happened is one of them called me uh, and said, hey, uh, I'm having difficulties, I'm struggling for a year, I can't get any business, can you help me? So I reviewed everything he has, and I told him, you know what, unfortunately I can't. I can't take your money because I can't help you. You have a lot of limitations because of your contracts. I can't help you. He called me the next day and he said, Alex, you know what, you're the only guy, only, only marketing company that did not take my money. Hmm. Like every marketing company I called, they said, yeah, sign a contract, let's take the money. You're the only one who actually took the time, dived in, looked through everything and told me what my problems are and why it will not work. I trust you. Can you figure something out? I can trust you with my money. Mm. So I told him, look, unfortunately I can't, but no, give me some time. I spent four or five days just thinking, brainstorming, and, and I, in my mind I came up with a strategy, how I can help him out. And I took him. Three months later, he became the fastest growing franchisee in the whole franchise, wow. and I got attention. I got attention and the franchisor called me and I said, Alex, look, uh, I know you went outside of the rules. You went behind everybody's back, which, does, which is, violates all kinds of things here, but you made one guy successful and can you do that for us? 
So I actually drove to them, I met them in person, we shake the hand, old school, and they said, and they looked at me and said, Alex, can you do it? So I looked in the eyes and I said, you know what, I can. And that's it, and now we're the, the only authorized marketing company. Of course, it makes things a lot easier. The clients come to us preconditioned, there is no negotiations, um, everything is already lined up, the strategies, the pricing, how it's all gonna work out. So of course, it makes things a lot easier. Love it. So you're only one JV away from a seven-figure yes. agency. You know, he's done some cold outreach, proved this model, proved that he could deliver. I think one thing he said, integrity is one of the, the most important unspoken about things that successful agencies have. Like the willingness to say, hey, look, I see what we can do, or I, I see that we can't help in this case was a game changer for Alexi. And, um, uh, and, and you know, just getting in with that joint venture group um, tell us about how you work that organization. So now that they already look at you and say, wow, you know, you know what you're doing, help us grow the rest of these franchises. How do you work that relationship and how do you keep the, the deal flow coming through that main channel? So I explained to them that, look, our relationship is not a traditional marketing company to uh, a client relationship. This is a marriage because some of the clients, I don't want to have them. Mm. They just not qualify, but I can't not take them. So we have to do whatever it takes. So by explaining to them this is a marriage, they understand my commitment to them. Now, when they do their own presentation to potential buyers, I can also come into that and explain them what the marketing is going to look like. So now I'm more like embedded into mm -hmm. the whole buying process. We also support them in the initial process of advertising uh, to get more prospective buyers. Mm -hmm. So it's more like become like a merge, like we helping them, they helping me to grow. We came to mutual agreement that I'm going to grow as they grow, so I hire staff to support what they need. So that joint venture really becomes a joint venture. Love it. And so like practically speaking here, if you're watching, you're like, man, what, what can I take away? What can I do with this particular strategy? Is look for the people already selling to the, the prospects you want to do business with and find ways to add value, find ways to connect, find ways to educate their community. You're not going to hit a home run with every joint venture you approach. but all you need is one really strong joint venture um, that can just kind of feed you going forward. Uh, so we talked a little bit about your service offering, we talked about how you're landing clients. You do some really innovative things from a sales process perspective where a little bit different than the average agency and how you present your services and ask for the business. Can you talk a little bit about that for the, for the listeners? In terms of what? Like the, your proposal process yeah. and how you present and, and get the deals closed. So there's a book that I like. And as a book, it's called The Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. Great book. The book begins with a story that I followed when I first joined Seven Figure Agency. The story was uh, there was a town and the town needed water. And they selected two families to bring water to the town as a vendors. The one family hit the ground, took the buckets, went to the river, took the water and started bringing water in. Another family left the town, went to the city, talked to architects, built a build the structure, the, the, the whole foundation, how to scale this whole water delivery system. And while the first family was keep taking buckets in and eventually got tired and the water was already not as clean in the buckets and they missing deadlines, the second family came in and started building pipelines, filtering system. and was able to deliver clean water on demand anytime. So I took the same approach when I first joined Seven Figure Agency while I was doing cold outreach as an introvert I don't like talking to people. I don't like also convincing people. I like to have an approach where this is what I have, you make the choice. 
but I also want to keep control over that whole choice situation. I'm a sales guy too. So I, just, I developed what I call is a video proposal. It's a proposal system built on, on the better proposal system where I build my proposal very short, right to the point, but I put a video in it and I explain the whole process of what the prices are. This whole idea actually came from working at a medical wellness practice as a marketing director and receiving proposals from other agencies. Those proposals were coming in as a PDF. They were printed out as 11 pages. Every time I take one, I, I, I go all the way to the end, to the last page, because the first seven pages is about them. Just I, I ripped it off, I throw the first one in the garbage, and I take the last one, the prices. I look at the prices, and you can imagine, without actually having any kind of explanation, that's just that's misleading. That's why I thought if I can just if I send just a proposal without explanation of what's in it, that's what's going to happen. They're going to they're going to flip right to the prices. They're going to look at them and not understand what's going on. So that's why I put my video in there and explain what the prices are for, how this whole thing is going to work, and very quickly for about thirty seconds, I show them my LinkedIn profile that has me with the book on it, with my whole experience. Kind of build my authority right there because I'm not there, and I put it there. What I liked about this is because when I have my initial phone call with the prospect, there is no push there. It's like, hey, let's talk about your business. Yes, we can help you. Um, now uh, we're good here. I got everything I need. I'm going to send you the marketing plan. You can review it at your time. How's it sound? Good. That's it. No push there. Then I build my proposal. I send it to them. In the end of it, I'm going to say, hey, just click this button so you can see the proposal. That's all I wanted to do this email. They click the button. Now I get the information when they clicked it, how long they spent to watch it. Um, and at the end of the video, I tell them, if everything looks good, scroll down to the bottom and you can execute the proposal. If you have any questions, give me a call. So once I, when I see they open the proposal, I call them. I'm like, hey, I just want to see where you are with the evaluation of the marketing plan. I know they're already looking at it right now. And normally it's like, uh, well, I have you on the phone, I got a question. Hmm. So a few questions answered, and it also allows them to forward it to their partners, forward to their business partners, to whatever needs to make a decision. So while I'm not there, I don't need all of them in the meeting, they reviewing that video or proposal on demand in on their own time, whenever they want it, whenever they need it, so I'm always there for them. So that's that's a system I built. Love it. Very cool share, guys, you just got there. I kind of, Alexi found his strength, he found what works best for him, I think also, in the in the wellness space these are doctors that are busy and they appreciate the fact they don't have to sit on a 45 minute zoom meeting to go over everything and get the hard clothes they get to watch it when they've got time uh, and they've, they they appreciate the way you're meeting them where they're at which i think is is really cool um well i guess what percentage of people do you say get that and just move forward versus require another meeting require more follow-up or actually wind up having some kind of sales conversation um almost almost everyone requires another touch. Okay. And I'm fine with that because they have questions. So normally I call them, most of the time I call them as soon as I see the open proposal or I send them an email if, if, if it's not that. And normally, hey, I have a question. What about this and what about that? So I walk them through the question. Again, non-push approach saying, hey, this may or may not be right for you, but as our, from our original discussion, this looks like it's right for you and I definitely can help you. Um, if you decided to move forward, I'm here for you. Um, if you have any questions, let me know. So, but it's always requires another touch. 
Which is good because you, know, you don't want them just sign it and then that's so it. they don't know what they bought, right? Yeah. So you, that's fine. The question, like, hey, so I see it said right here, uh, management fee for, for advertising is this much, but how much is the actual spent? Mm-hmm. And we start talking about it. Hey, based on initial budget, services you offer, we're going to design campaigns. So this little bit of conversation requires that. Love it, love it. So good stuff. We talked about program packaging. We talked about how you get your foot in the door, how you're landing clients. We talked about your sales process. Let's talk a little bit about operations. So now you've got you know, multiple seven-figure agency, lots of clients. What does the delivery side of the business look like and how do you keep up with all of the volume? So when I first joined Seven Figure, my question was always, why am I not successful? Mm. Why? What is, what is really holding me back? And I realized it was a fear of success. Mm. As strange as it sounds, it is a fear of success. Mm. I was afraid that what will happen if I have more than five people in my team? How would my business look like if I have more than 10 customers? How am I going to do all manage all of it? How can I just give what I do to my team and, and the core, how, like that's a fear of success going bigger than what I was held me down. Mm. But being part of the group and seeing others who joined same time as me or even before me and they just go and they grow and see how they overcome all the challenges. I was able to see myself be there mm. and be confident that, you know what, I can do that. I can manage that. And if I fail, which I'm not afraid of, I can always ask the question. So when I first started, it was just me. I was doing all the work and I had a development team in Vietnam that had been with me for over 10 years, same team. And little by little, I was told, hey, you need to hire now a project manager. So I'm like, project manager, okay, I guess let's do it. So I put a resume uh, and I find a person in the Philippines, I interviewed them, hire project manager. Um, where in the beginning I, I felt like, uh, do I really need it? I knew that, that I really need it because I see everyone else does it. Later on I, I realized, you know what, if, if it wasn't for that project manager, I don't know what I would have done. The project manager took off me all the challenges of managing people, managing production, um, so it became easier on me. So now we're at the point where we have uh, our larger team is Philippines, our developers are in Vietnam, our account managers are Brazil and Colombia. Um, and I have no problem letting go and let how my operations manage all of them. Um, before 2004, before the marketing, I actually had a construction company for mm-hmm. 10 years and mm-hmm. I've learned how to work with people. I learned that if I treat them well, if I treat them as equal, like I'm part of them, if I let them know that, hey guys, it's you who do the project, I'm just here to help you. I give you resources which you need, but you're the one who actually do the work, and I appreciate that. I pay them well, then my team will really back me up. And so I do, I do exactly the same thing in marketing. My team well paid, well above what they would normally be paid in the country. I love them, I treasure them, I let them know I'm there for them, almost like I'm an equal with them. So they do all, all it for me. So we have an operations that manages the production, uh, and we have uh, account managers who oversee communication with clients and talking to our team and do the, all the communication. Love it. So it sounds like a virtual international team yep. doing great work for the clients. So it can be done if you're watching this, like, oh, I have to have a US team or I have to have a team that comes into an office every day. Um, Alex is living proof that you can build a successful, thriving business with a, with a virtual team and, and do it really, really well. Um, the other thing I want to talk a little bit about is retention strategies. 
So you're working with wellness clinics. They're getting calls every day from other marketers that want to sell them something different. Um, what do you do to, to kind of create a world-class experience and keep those clients on board? So I learned over time, it's really a relationship. Knowing your clients, them trusting you, giving them results, and when they experience some hardships, be there for them. Like mm -hmm. for us, summer and winter are the hardest times because mm -hmm. everybody's on vacation, nobody wants to get treatments done. Right. So our client's struggling. And when they struggle, they look at me like I'm banking while they're struggling. So what I've done is I, I created a separate bank account called a rescue account. Mm. And about 2% revenue goes in that account. And it's sitting there for the times when the challenges like that kicks in. Mm. We had this summer, for example, three of our clients were struggling so badly. So I said, look, I want to let you know that I am here with you and I understand your struggle. So let me suspend the month, my charges for one month and give you 50% of the next month. So, you, so to offset a little bit your struggle. The appreciation that comes from that, it's so, like, like the responder guy from one of them said, Alex, I so, I, I so appreciate that, seeing that you are really committed to it, um, you, you will not lose clients like that. So that little bit of revenue goes in from, you charge a little more, help them when they need to. Mm -hmm. Not everybody needed, not all the time. Um, we had just another fiasco when the Facebook changed some things and the client was not had a business for two weeks. And they struggle and they struggle and we're talking, we're talking, we solve the problem and I told them, look, let me do this for you. I want to let you know that this is a special relationship and it will help you out. So it's a relationship, being able to talk to them freely, hear their problems and respond to those problems that, that allows you to keep clients for a long time. Now, of course, not all, all of them stay all the time. Right. We have clients sometimes that eventually things change and they want to go, so we'll let them go. It's fine. I love it. I love that idea of having a, a rescue fund, right? Sometimes we just eat it. We're like, oh, you know what? We'll put you on pause for a month here. But the way you position it is, look, I've, I've got a separate fund, so you're not going to take a hit necessarily that month. But you're also really teeing up to the client. Like, you're going to take it out of your own pocket to continue to run their campaign and, and help them get through the other side. And when they are on the other side, they're extremely loyal. Yeah, it also spreads. Information spreads. Like this. I tell the client, look, this is nothing. This is not something you should tell others. Mm -hmm. This is just between me and you. Yeah. But what they do spread is that, hey, Alex is a great guy. Just call him. He'll take care of just you. Just talk to him. He'll take care of you. So you get a lot of referral and word of mouth business because of that as well. Yeah, I just had recently uh, one client told me, hey, do you know that guy? I'm like, yeah, he's my client. Well, I talked to that guy and I told him that I'm talking to you and it's a lot of money. He told me, just pay it. You get the best guy in the industry, just pay it. Love it. That's what you want. And that's what you get when you deliver world-class results and you kind of really care about your clients and those clients know that you've got their best interest at heart. Uh, love that. Mark says, well done, great technique. So we've talked about how you land clients and how you deliver results and kind of what the scaled operation looks like. Um, we'd love to hear what kind of some of the things you've done to position yourself. Because outside of the cold outreach and the JVs, you have a lot of great positioning assets in place. So let's just, for the sake of the listeners, kind of talk through how, you, how you've gotten people to look at you as the go-to expert in this niche. So my main digital asset is my LinkedIn profile. Mm. In my LinkedIn profile, you can see my entire history from the time when I first learned about this paradigm shift to all the, all the companies I've worked with uh, in medical space. So by looking at my profile, you know that I've been in this over a decade. Mm. I, know, I know this business. 
I also have a book that are also there, and it's now uh, on my website as a pop-up, so people can go in and see that, hey, this guy wrote a book. So between that and the LinkedIn profile, um, that's my, my digital assets to show that I've been around this industry. What's the name of the book? Um, the Grow Your, Medical Grow Your Medical Wellness Practice. Love it. Good stuff. Great positioning. The author, well positioned with all the credentials on LinkedIn. Um, I think you said you're starting to do some speaking now too. Um, and I know I, I'm a big believer that stage time is money time. You get an opportunity to stand in front of your ideal prospects. Um, that's going to bring more opportunity. Talk to us a little bit about how you developed that skill and the comfort to do that. I'm an introvert, so speaking doesn't come very easily. But when I get on the stage, so it was too intensive ago. There was a, one presenter who was explaining how to actually speak on, on the, on the, in front of the audience. So I picked up a few things from it, and that allows me to actually come in front of the audience and just start without even, without even preparation. Mm. Come in and start asking questions. Nice. Um, so that helped me to uh, um, be able to be comfortably present to people. Also, I've been invited into presentations. Uh, in the very beginning, I came, I spoke just a little bit, then I spoke a little bit more, then I developed my, my backstory and started talk, talk a little more. So as more I, opportunities I have to speak in front of people, the better my story becomes, the better my presentation becomes. Mm. So definitely looking forward to creating more engagements like that to, so I can speak more freely in front of the audience. Love it. Good stuff, man. Lots of great insights here. How you've grown, how you've scaled. Kudos on your, on your success. We'd love to talk a little bit about mindset because it seems like you had to overcome, you know, you're being a self-proclaimed introvert kind of having some fear of success and kind of not wanting to put yourself out there. Um, how did you expand your mindset to, to be able to tackle what you have and kind of... So when I first joined Seven Figure Agency, I was attending every single Zoom. Mm. Tuesday, sales. Wednesday, uh, I think it was operations. It was Thursday. If you go back to 2020 and look at the recordings, I am there. I'm asking questions. I'm learning because I knew uh, it's all about mindset. And I had to reprogram my mindset from what I did for a decade that did not work to what's going to work. So I was sitting there listening to Josh Kanigsberg talking about sales, how to do it. I was listening to how he uh, does his product package, service packages. How, because back then I was charging, what, $1,500 a month. I look at Josh and immediately changed to $6,500 a month. Wow. I had no rejections. So I learned from him how to do it. I was watching... Uh, operational um, Zoom, and I was learning how to structure my team, how to do all of that. So by attending all those uh, training sessions, that's how I reprogrammed my mind and learned how to do all of this. Now it's just a matter of keep plugging into events, reading more books. I have a stack of books now, I'm just finishing right now, Buy Back, uh, buy back Your Time. Oh yeah. So and as I'm reading it, I'm learning things that I need to improve on. So now it's just a matter of learning from others picking what I need and implement it in my business. So good, man. Congratulations and thanks for sharing kind of your journey and kind of what works for you and how you expanded your mindset. Uh, for those of you listening or watching live, if you've got a question or a comment, drop it into the comments. We've got Alex here live. He's willing to answer any questions that you might have. Um, kind of in, in kind of coming to close on this, for that agency that maybe is at 10,000 or 20,000 or 50,000 a month recurring and they're trying to get to the next level, um, what nuggets of wisdom would you share with that with that listener? So yes, um, 
if the agency is in a $10,000, $20,000, then you only focus on one thing, how to get clients. Mm. That's the only thing you need to focus on. I remember myself being, uh, when, when the COVID hit, I went from seventeen to $7,000 a month. And I realized, you know what? Well, there's a lot of things being taught, especially at the events. I knew that I need to only pick up one thing. How do, how do I get more clients? Mm. How do I get more clients? Because that's what really holds back from getting from 10 to 30. How do I get more clients? Of course, once you get a client, you have to figure out how to uh, fulfill, fulfill the services, but focus on getting more clients and more clients and more clients until you hit about 30. Once you hit 30,000, life is really good. Uh, bills are paid, family is happy, but that's not a time to relax. That's time to really press the pedal. Now what you need to do is now you need to make sure you have someone else take on what you do, which is sales, and you start need to look in on fulfillment. What does my fulfillment look like? Because you got all those clients, you don't want to lose them, but you don't want to stop the flow of new clients. So that's the perfect time to get maybe a marketing manager or a salesperson, someone who's going to work the whole sales process you did. In my case, I was still in the end of the buying cycle. I was still there doing the final presentation, the final shake hand. Uh, but in the beginning, I had uh, at the beginning of the process, I had a person who was sending emails, sending videos. So that's until you reach 30. Once you get 30, you start that. Now the next next is a 40. And I remember when I hit 40, I was at the event, and I was sitting uh, next to uh, Nick the marketer, mm. and I was telling him, "Look, I'm drowning. I'm drowning. I don't know what to do. I'm getting." leads coming in, I have clients coming in, there's so much work, there's so much communication, I'm drowning. He said one thing that really changed everything. It's so, like, it's like, it's so easy, like, like one person can tell you one thing. He said, Alex, lean on your team. Mm. I'm like, I don't have a team. Lean on your team. And that told me, you know what, I gotta build a team. That's when I hired my project manager. Uh, and my project manager started hiring people that were missing in, in the process of uh, delivering the services. So at the 40, focus on your team. Make sure your, your production is good and your sales is still there. Once you hit over 40, go to 50, 60, now this is a different game. Now you have to step back and say, okay, so what happened in here? What, what help needs with sales? What's going on with operations? What help needs there? What's my retention look like? What needs to be there? Because now you're stepping back, you have people in place and they do the work. Hmm. Now, after six to seven years, it's a different game. Now you need to scale on all the channels, on all the, all the systems in your company. You just need to make sure they are there. Love it. Amazing breakdown, kind of all the stages and what you need to focus on and what you focused on as you, as you grew. Guys, if you got value from this, be sure to tag Alex. Thank you for sharing out of his abundance mindset, kind of what's working for him and how he's grown. Uh, lots of greats and goods, and thanks for sharing here in the comments. Uh, there is a specific question that I want to address, uh, and the question is, what's the number one driver of leads for you, uh, for your agency today? Right now is JD. It's JD. number one. So, because Google ads, LinkedIn ads, they, the leads come and go, the, they not preconditioned, they, there's a lot of back and forth, there's pushback. JD, there's no brainer. So now we're looking at to generate to create another JV uh, because it's really amazing. So JV, for those of you that logged in late, is a joint venture. It's somebody that's already selling to the clients that you want access to, um, and it's one of the fastest ways to grow. If you've got some authority, you've got some results, and you can align with somebody that's already 
either coaching in your industry or selling the product in your industry and get them to introduce you to their client base, you've just got you know massive traction that you can tap into. So that's that's what's working best for, for Alex. Uh, and he's done a great job. Imagine if you can crack one or two more JVs in the industry. Yeah, now I'm thinking, I want to have 200 employees. Mm. I'm not afraid of that anymore. So there's no limit anymore. So yeah, now we're looking for a second joint venture and we're pumping up our own marketing with paid advertising. Love it. So good. Well, Alex, thanks for coming to the, to the studio here in Miami and, and sharing your story live with the group. Um, guys, if you got value, again, be sure to reach out to Alex. What's the best way? Would they just look you up on Facebook? On Facebook, yeah. The, the one thing I noticed in this group is um, all the agency owners who succeed, they love to help. And same for me, I've been absorbing everything in this group for so long, I would love to help. So if anybody needs help, get me on the Facebook, send me a message, I'll, I'll be able to, I'll connect with you and I'll help you as much as I can. So good, man. Well, thanks for your willingness to share. Thanks for your abundance mindset. Congratulations on your growth and success. Um, can't wait to celebrate your next milestone as you go to multiple, multiple seven figures at this point. And uh, for those of you listening, let us know in the comments what your takeaways were. Be sure if you're watching this on YouTube to hit the subscribe button. Um, and we're going to wrap it up there. And can't wait to hear your success stories as you grow and scale and take your businesses to the next level. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see everybody again soon.